from the first time in 2024 i want to welcome y'all to the seventh episode of the crazy show i'm your host touche um and just starting off i hope everybody had a uh, wonderful holidays and i hope that your new year has started off good all right and if it hasn't you still got time you got a whole year so don't worry about it but for the most part um I'm kind of feeling good about this year. Um, I didn't. I don't really do the the resolutions and all that. I feel I'm superstitious. I feel like every time you set a resolution, you're just setting yourself up not to fulfill it. All right. So I just kind of make up my mind versus like last year. Like you know, how did my year go? What are some things that I just felt like I could have went harder with? Some things I could have left alone. Some things that I might struggle with letting go. I kind of try to think in those terms. So then a new year comes around, um, whichever new year you, you, you follow. I mean, because some people say that the new year doesn't start till spring. Um, but whenever your new year start, I don't like to start it with resolutions. I like to just kind of say, hey, touche, self-evaluations, which I try to do daily and weekly, monthly. Um, and I just try to go from there. Um, I feel like jinx, you jinx yourself. As soon as you say, my new year's resolution is this. Jinx, automatic jinx. So just try to keep it to yourself. You know what you need to work on and don't do the cliche. Oh, I want to lose weight or I want to be my the best version of myself. Be specific. All right. I want to stop eating certain things. I want to get rid of my sweet tooth because those are kind of the things that goes into losing weight. When some people just say, I just want to lose weight, then it's kind of like, where do you start? It's <laughs> a lot of ways working out, eating, you're emotional. Are you, is your emotions intact? Because a lot of times people don't coordinate um, your emotions and stress with eating. A lot of people stress eat. So um, whatever. I ain't want to start my podcast off with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's just how I feel about resolution. I feel like I should say that. But um, um, anyway, let's move on to what I want to talk about this episode. Um, and this episode last year, the year ended off kind of crazy. Um, you know, a lot of things going on in the black community, um, a lot of things being said, a lot of people, you know, playing around with certain things and elements. And I'll get into what I'm talking about a little later. But for the most part, I felt like this pack, this podcast, this episode, at least, um, I just wanted to touch on some things with, with dealing with the ego. All right. Because a lot of the, the a lot of the issues and situations that we entered the, the year off with. I strongly believe that the ego is tied to it. Now, again, the ego is everywhere, all right? Your ego is everywhere, so I'm not going to make it seem like, oh, this is just something specific for how people act and things like that, but the ego can be, um, how can I put this? The ego can grow, all right? So although everybody has an ego, I feel like, um, a small part of the ego is what gives you your confidence to keep going and have, um, you know, the belief in yourself that you can do things. So the ego is good. But what we're talking about is inflated egos, egos that are so out of control that they're actually causing more damage than good, you know, more harm to the overall, um, the generalization of what we're trying to accomplish in our community. And I'm just speaking to our community. Um, and the ego 
man, it, the ego is so crazy, man. It, it'll have family members not liking you. The ego can have you not wanting to deal with certain people. The ego can have you feeling like other people should bow down to you. Other people um, should be wanting to praise you and please you a lot more. That goes for family and friends. That goes for anybody. The ego has no... The ego has no... Um, what do you call it? It has no... Um, I don't know, what do you call it? When the ego has, it takes no prisoners. I put it like that. The ego holds no prisoners. Anybody can get it if your ego is out of control. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I feel like a lot of situations is going on is demonstrating how out of control the ego is. And, you know, it's just consuming us, you know, in, in certain ways that I feel like it's not beneficial. And as a black community, if we really want to solve a lot of our issues, be more united, um, have more trust for each other um, and things of that nature, I feel like the ego has to be one of the first things that we get under control. All right. The ego is one of those things that we have to check at the door every single day. And the reason why I really want to talk about the ego is because I, I honestly personally believe that the ego, um, depending on how the ego sway you, all right, how is, how are you using it in your mind? All right. It could be, um, it could be the sign of some other things going on. You know, it can kind of dabble into the mental, um, the mental health arena, um, by feeling like, um, certain people should just do certain things, you know, narciss narcissistic type of type of thing with, when it comes to the ego. And that's dangerous because once, when people get to that level of the ego, you, you kind of like, you know, your morals and values are probably at the floor at that point. The ego gets uh, so inflated, so large that simple morals and values, good decision making, um, being reasonable, um, being, um, being understanding and uh, and just having uh, and just taking in accountability and responsibility, um, an inflated ego can bypass all of that. You know what I mean? So that's why um, not only with some of the some of the the things I'm gonna highlight, some of the examples I'm gonna use, um, this also plays a part in just everyday people, not just celebrities who I feel like a lot of us in our community um, attaches to a lot more than we should. But this kind of goes just for everyday people, everyday relationships, um, where the ego can kind of get in the way of some great things. The ego can kind of get in the way of some potential partnerships that can really blossom into something else and that, that can benefit more than one person. And um, I feel like the ego sometimes is fragile in people who, who deal more so with those uh, mental health issues that, you know, kind of come along the lines of depression and self-confidence and, um, you know, trauma, feeling like um, you're less thereof, right? You know, the value of yourself, um, you know, the, the trust and belief in yourself that you can accomplish things. So a lot of people feel like um, with the ego, for example, if if you have an idea, right, and I, and I challenge the idea and I say, all right, that sounds like a good idea, but what about this? What about that? And what about this element to your idea, right? Just not denouncing your idea, but just trying to fill in some of the unknowns that we can kind of plan properly to your idea, right? Some people with an inflated ego might take you questioning that as you're questioning their ideal as a whole. 
which means that you don't, you know, you don't trust that it's a good idea. And they just, they'll just jump into a whole nother, another realm of things. And something as simple as you asking questions to determine how you should move forward with the idea can turn into a, a person feeling like you're attacking them. So that's why you have to be very careful with the ego. And this is why I felt like I should um, spend this episode talking about it, try to raise some awareness to the ego. There, The ego is so, it's crazy because um, there, there's not a lot of tangible things that you can connect to the ego. All right. A lot of it is very much so in your mind and it's invisible. And that's why I feel like it's so hard for people to get a grip on their egos because a lot of people feel like they cannot separate themselves from their egos. It's, it's, it's all in one for a lot of people. And that's why you have to be willing to raise your awareness and, and yourself um, and be able to separate the two. Because if you can't separate the two, um, if you and your ego become entangled, then again, you have, you're now at risk of having an inflated ego. And the only thing that's going to stop your ego from growing at that point is when it get popped. All right. And this is where I want to come in with a lot of the, some of the situations that have been going on in our community um, with the ego. Um, if you look at. All right. Let's just put it like this. We 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 as a black community, we have, you know, a mountain of things that we need to um, to get together as a people. We're talking about um, us as a community within ourselves, getting things right with our own selves. Um you know, mentally and re redirecting ourselves from um, the past and coming into the new modern, the era of how we move together as a community. Um, so we got to, you know, overwork a lot of the, the past things that are kind of still lingering in, in our in our conscious about how things were and how we had to survive and, and, and deal with challenges. All right. So now what happens, though, is that um, we rely on a lot of people to help assist us and, and kind of covering a lot of those different elements that would kind of bring us more, um, in a whole with, um, with everything that we need to do in a process wise, right? It's like, there's a process, a step-by-step, -step, right? You can't go from here to here, A to Z, right? You got to A, B, C, D, M, all that stuff is in between. So, um, we look to, um, a lot of our leaders, a lot of the people in the community as God and lights to kind of help us facilitate, um, you know, trying to work our way out of, out of a lot of these things, these challenges. All right. And one of those challenges is, um, you know, trust and trust in the ego. A lot of black folks uh, tell you quick as day that, you know, it's hard to get real support from people when you are, um, when you're becoming successful and you're starting to, you know, accomplish some things. All right. It's, it's easy to run. You can run into more people who are jealous of you than you can run into people who are willing to cheer you on or step in and say, hey, how can I help? Or could just congratulating you or being proud of you and, and genuine. Right. Not just saying it because it's the right thing to say or being politically correct, but be genuinely happy that someone's being successful and not tied into what you're doing. All right. And that's where I feel like um, we lose the ability to control our egos. A lot of people cannot handle another person's success when they, you know, when their ego is fragile and it, and it, and it kind of pits them against each other. That can be best friends. That can be family. It can be anybody, your boss. It can be a wife, you know, and, and the ego, just like I said, it holds no prisoners. So that's why it's so important that you work out whatever you need to work out to keep your ego at bay. 
And um, it's doable, it's possible, right? But I feel like it takes a lot of work. And the hard part about people wanting to get these type of things in control is the fact that um, it takes work, right? You have to do a little bit of research. You might have to do some self-reflecting. You might have to do some shadow work. Um, you know, all these different things. You might have to set goals. You might have to, you know, dig up some trauma. You might even have to do a little therapy. Um, who knows? It all depends on how much is impacting why your ego is where it at and what it is. You know, a lot of times the ego can't just be checked easily to be like, all right, man, you got to stop this and stop that. A lot of times the ego is attached to a lot of other things um, that's not easily untangled enough to identify why the ego is overpowering certain things, certain feelings, certain, um, you know, um, politically correct things. Right. So, for instance, politically correct, if someone that you genuinely care about is succeeding and being successful, that's one of those elements where you should naturally be excited for them. Right. And I feel like when people are not, that's the ego to me. If you have a best friend, a family member, someone that you really, truly care about and they're becoming successful in what they're doing, regardless of where you at in your life, it shouldn't be no comparison. It shouldn't be. Um, you're looking at what that person's doing, you automatically compare it to what you're doing. And then now it becomes more of a competition with why you want to do what you want to do based off what they're doing. Instead of just being more like open to what they're doing to say, wow, I'm genuinely happy that, you, that you're having success in what you're doing. Um, and that's the politically right thing to say in those moments. When you're, when you're dealing with people that you care about, it should be as, as simple as that. Hey, man, yes. I'm really enjoying watching you do your thing. Um, how can I help? You know, how can I support? Um, and the ego is so crazy that the ego have you feeling like you don't want to support certain people. You know, it's like, how can I support? And it's like the ego will be like, well, you know, I only support people who support me, you know, kind of thing. Tick for tack. Right. I, I think that's ego, too. I'm sorry. I think that's ego, too, because everybody if you if you don't have too big of an ego, it should be it should be understood that when people are putting in work to do something, it takes work, right? It takes work. And if you know in your own mind that you're not putting in the same amount of work as somebody else and they become successful, it should be more of a motivating thing. It shouldn't be no comparison, right? It's like, man, I watch this dude grind every day, every night, get up early, come home from work right away, get right to it, spending two or three hours editing, spending two, three hours researching, and for the same week in that same time frame, I played 2K for three or four hours. I played this. I ran around with females. I didn't put in the same amount of work. So now when I start seeing him have the benefits start to come in, the fruits of his labor start to produce, I get mad because my tree ain't got nothing. That's ego to me, right? I think that's ego kind of feeds into a lot of things that take you there. It's a lot of people say that's jealousy. Or, you know, things like that. But I think that all falls under the ego. I don't think jealousy happens without your ego being overinflated or fragile. You know what I mean? I don't. I just don't. Right. So um, before I move any further with that, let me just give the let me give an, um, a definition. I don't think a lot of people know the definition of an ego. Right. I think it's just something a lot of people say, oh, your ego. And they know that has something to do with like cockiness. Um, you know, being overzealous, um, being overly confident, um, being narcissistic in a sense, all can kind of be contributed to the ego. All right. But 
um, let me give y'all a more solid definition. All right. So when I did some research on the ego, one definition that, that caught my eye, um, one thing that I caught my eye about the ego is this, uh, a psychologist, um, named Greg, um, Hinkertz, right? Hinkertz. Um, he has a PhD in psychology. Um, his definition, he pretty much said that the ego is the part of you that likes to engage in self-justification. Okay. So he also believes that the ego has both motivational factors, which I was talking about, um, kind of something to keep you going. It doesn't really, it's not really a competition. It's just giving you that, that push, that passion, that belief that what you're doing is right for you, no matter where you at, no matter how successful other people being around you, you're focused on what you're doing. You're motivated for, you're passionate about it. You believe in yourself. All right. And then the other side of the ego is cognitive, right? Um, and that means it's all in your mind, right? And that's the other part I'd be talking about. Like when you hear someone had success in something that you knew they was working on, um, your mind should automatically register that the hard work is why he was successful. And then you should be able to quickly measure up how much work you did and why you don't have the same results. That's the cognitive part. If you can't put that together, I believe that's interference from the ego. All right. He also goes, he goes on to say that understanding the ego can help people avoid conflicts. They arise from the ego dynamics. All right. So this is now, this is where I want to kind of go into why I wanted to do this episode. Um, for us in the black community, it's, it's a little bit more personal to me because we look for people, um, who, who was successful in our community. Um, people who has, um, you know, kind of made money off building a platform to make us believe that they have our best interest in heart. And I let, I want to be clear that in any arena, the ego can be present. All right. I feel like sometimes people separate the ego, but there there's ego in the church. There's ego in politics. There's ego in, uh, you know, relationships with like family members they're in relationships with sometimes even your spouse, girlfriend, or wife. Well, you know, spouse and wife, same thing. But there's um, egos can clash at any time and anywhere. And it would be foolish to believe that the ego don't doesn't exist in certain arenas or elements simply because of the arena or element, right? That just cannot be true. I'll give you an example. So T.D. Jakes has been the hottest thing for the last month or two of the, of the last year, 2023, we went out of 2023, really, um, just talking about TD Jakes. Now, how, how I'm going to factor in the ego with this is because it's one thing, there's two things as a pastor. Let me, let me rephrase that as a spiritual leader for the black community. Um, having a predominantly black church in a predominantly black city, so forth and so on, you have an obligation, all right, a certain standards, right? So this is where I was explaining earlier, when the ego is inflated, right, you feel like you can do certain things that doesn't apply to you, and that if someone has a problem with it, you're you, and it shouldn't be no issue. I can explain this away, or I can say what I want to say, do what I want to do. Now, for T.D. Jakes, I don't know if all the other extra stuff about T.D. Jakes is true. I'm not going to go that far. I don't. 
at, at this point, there's no been no real documented proof about the other allegations surrounding T.D. Jakes. But for sure, we do know, everybody do know that at very at the very minimum, T.D. Jakes has attended um, some parties with, with P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or whatever his name is. Um, Brother Love, whatever. All right, pick one. All right, so we know for a fact that he did that. Now, why would you want to compromise yourself by putting yourself in that predicament? Regardless of what you want to say, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be totally honest. Don't care. I, I would, I would now more so believe the allegations now when I hear stuff like that. Like, if I hear that you go to Diddy parties, and if you into music or if you follow celebrities or you listen to interviews. You you can kind of even get it. What you never even meet and did in your life, you can kind of get a gist on what goes on at these parties. All right, it's not hard to see and understand what goes on at D's party. He's known for having these flamboyant parties, these extravagant parties. And Diddy, being who he is, what else do you expect to be at his party? Drugs, sex, um, secular music, things like that. All the things that would not be fitting for a spiritual leader. So this is the only thing I fought um, T.D. Jakes. And just this, um, this, the position he put himself in, I would argue that his ego got a little bit ahead of himself. All right? Because if T.D. Jakes wasn't as big-headed as he was in that moment, I don't think that decision would have been made to even attend a party. And whatever, oh, you're going to have spiritual guidance and things like that, you can do that at church. It's funny. You don't ever see Diddy at his church, though, but you see him at his parties. At this, at this point, you can't be mad at anybody for assuming anything now because right is right, wrong is wrong. You as a spiritual leader have no business being at a PDD party. Now, that's facts. And the ego, and this is why I say the ego is in the church because not even with that example, that's just a small example, but in a church, the ego is so out of control in the same sense because... Um, when people hear these type of things in a church, they, the ego for what they feel about their religion, their belief in their religion is egotistical to, to feel like what you believe and what you do overpowers everything else and every other element of what looks right or what looks wrong. When T.D. Jakes came out with these stories, a lot of church folks was quiet. Nobody came out and denounced it. Nobody came out and was like, yo, you know, I'm not... Some people did, right? Let me not generalize everybody that was in church. Some people did. But for what happened, you would expect a lot more people to be kind of like, you know, kind of separating themselves from that behavior if they wanted to kind of save the position of, of having this spiritual engagement with the community. Because we already have a huge problem with the trust issue when it comes to churches in our communities. Don't give them no more ammunition. Right. Like, why would you give them more ammunition? Who are you to think that you can go to a Diddy party as a spiritual leader? And we deal with that type of stuff on a daily basis, man. And that type of stuff, it doesn't help our community because our communities are giving a lot of money to these churches. Our community is going to these churches looking for hope, you know, really looking for salvation, really looking for a way out of their positions. Um, And no matter how I feel about religion or the church, I do believe in morality and that people have morals and values that can be, um, improved on. Right. And that can sometimes lead to improving their behavior. So I don't really feel like it's useless, but I do feel like people have to be held accountable in those spaces. 
All right. It's the same thing with just what happened with New Year's. I know everybody's seen it with the church, which was a club. That was a club. That wasn't no church. That was a club. They was swag surfing in the church. All right. Like that's I, I blame T.D. Jakes. If T.D. Jakes can go party with Diddy and still have a congregation, still have the support of the, the church community. Hey, why can I swag surf in my service? Right. So. The ego for the church is getting out of control where they now they, they're starting to do whatever they want in these churches. All right. It's like no one's been held accountable. And this when you try to challenge them, they just hit you with scriptures and just say, oh, you know, God working on me. I'm human too. all this, you know, the same spills that they use, man. And that's enough is enough of that stuff in our community, man. Either you're going to um, hold tight to these positions as spiritual leaders and do right by the people or leave the church and go party with Diddy. You know what I mean? Nobody won't fault you if you want to lead a church. You, you know, whatever. People backslid all the time. You want to go party with Diddy for a while? Whatever. Only God can judge you at that point. But don't be playing both sides of the fence. That's, to me, the ego plays a role in people feeling like they can get away with that. All right? And speaking of people getting away with that, you know, you look at, that's the, the spiritual element of the community where we look to those things. And I'm not going to, like I said, I don't have a problem with religion, but the, the religion is facilitated through the church. So these churches have to do better in what they're allowing in and out of these, in these spaces, right? Because y'all could help someone see um, a bigger picture to their lives, um, a, a better understanding to their behavior, um, or just having more hope to just get out of a certain situation, right? It's important that we have spiritual leaders that are genuinely there to help people. All right. And not just help yourself or your pockets. All right. And when you do stuff like that, we don't know the difference. It's just hard. Right. And you can say what you want. He's a grown man, uh, whatever. You have obligations in your position. All right. If you're a firefighter, if you're a firefighter and a fire breaks out, you're obligated to go in the house and make sure nobody's in there. Put it out. That's your obligation. So your ego can't be too big to say, you know what, man, I'm tired. I ain't going in there this time, man. That's, you just don't have that option, right? If you don't want to be a pastor, don't be a pastor. So, you know, and these people, it, you know, and I don't want to single out our community, but it does seem to happen more so in our community that these, these, these black folks who look like us come from where we're from, they get to a certain level, a certain position, and then all of a sudden we are now the others, right? We don't really identify with us anymore. Um, in case in point, with Oprah, Winf with Oprah, you know, with everything that's coming out with Oprah, we already had allegations. Now, being honest and transparent, um, I, I never really did a lot of research on Oprah. I'm talking about back in the day. I never really had a problem with Oprah. I never really seemed to have a problem with Oprah. It wasn't until um, the whole school scandal thing happened where she built a school in Africa and that, you know, and just went crazy. I think there were like some SA allegations going on over there and everything like that. And, um, you know, that, that was the first time I really kind of put Oprah on my radar because I couldn't fathom why Oprah, being from Chicago, being from one of the blackest and roughest com communities in, in, in the United States, that you would take your money and go all the way over to Africa to build a school when you have kids in your city that you're from that needs that help, you know, even to this day. I don't know what it was back then, but we know to this day that a lot of young black boys cannot read at their grade level, right? And that's because of lack of school. And we see what's going on in Chicago. I talked about it last podcast. They're closing schools left and right in Chicago. Um, 
They're making room for all type of other nonsense, but the schools and the community centers and things that's keeping education at the forefront are getting sliced and cut left and right. Oprah, you have enough money to change a small city. I just don't understand to me um, why your ego would be so big to say, all right, I'm going to look past where I'm from and I'm going to go. You know, I know how people think, you know, it's like when we go to Africa, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Africa and help like that's, you know, I, I'll talk about that later. But it's something with people when they want to go help in Africa, it makes them feel bigger, right? Because they they have this notion that Africa just needs so much help. Africa is so poor. They're so malnutritious and they're so this and that. So people get a little money here and they automatically feel like going to Africa to help will make them look like they're really doing something big and huge. And you're not, right? Because if you do your research on Africa, you will see that there's a lot of cities and, and um, countries in Africa that are thriving, that are doing good. And that's what they want you to think. The ego, I, I believe the ego makes you feel like you're a little bit better, bigger than where you're from. And the only reason why I say that about Oprah because we've seen how she did Monique. Right. These are her own women, black women. And now with Taraji, you know, with Taraji P coming out and she's kind of having the same thing. And it's like I, I feel like for a black woman to come through the ranks of Hollywood or the media or entertainment and, you know, you had to earn your chops. Right. How is it that then you can turn around and do the same thing that you fought against to your same black women that are trying to really follow in your footsteps, your inspiration to these women. And for you to treat them like you treat them, to me, that speaks to your ego. Who You think you're a little bit better than the black women that, that, that need your help. That's ego to me. Because if Monique is a talented enough to win an Oscar, then I don't understand why she ain't in every one of your projects that you're putting out. She's obviously best for the job, right? But again, you got to be careful. You don't know when the ego is somebody's been a little jealous, right? Oprah never really, you know, got notoriety for her acting, right? Let's be real. Oprah never was known for her acting, right? So we don't know if Oprah, you know, she probably thought the color purple was going to be her big break in the acting world and she was going to get this and nominated in that and she didn't. So we don't know. How the ego play a role is just how people move. And this is why I say you have to be careful with the ego. It doesn't take uh, much to show people that your ego is at play, right? Y'all want to play stupid and dumb and act like your ego is not at play when clearly, you know, people, everybody not stupid, right? And that's another thing with the ego. People that, you know, the ego have you feeling like you're smarter than everybody. Like people can't read your mind or pay attention to your body language or, you know, see how you say things and, and be able to line it up with what's what. You know what I mean? So that's why the ego is so important to kind of control because it can have you doing things that's out of pocket and out of line with us as a community. All right. If Oprah and real quick, last thing I'm going to say about Oprah and I'm going to move on. What really stood out with me with Oprah is that she had a friend named Harvey Weinstein. Everybody know this guy. Right. He's in jail. He's doing like 25 years, 30 years or something like that. Essay. Right. Um, she has yet to come out and really say anything about him. Right. But we got tons of pictures of Oprah hugging this man all in his um, vicinity, his his circle and the whole nine. And Oprah has not said nothing. 
about this man or anything like that. But he, she has constantly came out and spoke against, you know, black folks. Like what she did to Monique with her brother and interviewing her brother. That's 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 weird stuff to me. Uh, Michael Jackson. I don't I don't I'm not speaking on Michael Jackson's victims. I don't know what happened. But what I do know is that at the time that the whole story broke with Michael, it was just allegations. Right. There was no tangible proof. There was no long list of witnesses. It wasn't 30, 40 boys coming out of nowhere. Everybody saying, yes, it was me. It was me. It was me. For my understanding, it was that wasn't the case. Right. But Oprah took that as soon as it dropped and she did a whole documentary on Mike, um, you know, describing this, making him seem like he definitely was guilty. Not. And I believe that her, you know, her her influence around that time really put the light on Mike in a in a bad position. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I feel like for a black person to go against another black person in that fashion, like not just fun competition where we both going for the same position. But if you get it, we we all still won because you're a black person like me and we all know we got to kind of keep fighting for this thing. So, hey, you get it or I get it, whatever. We all doing it for the same purpose. For when somebody make it big and you come from these areas, you come from these people and now all of a sudden you don't want to treat them the same, that's got to be your ego. You got a little bit of money, you got around these different circles and your ego got inflated. Right. And we don't know what you're dealing with from trauma wise or how you was feeling as a child or if you felt neglected as a child. We don't know what is kind of being a springboard for your ego to take off in this mannerism. But for you to move the way you're moving and act like it doesn't exist. You can't do that. You really can't do that. You, you just can't do that. Um, you know, and that's and that's to me is hurting the, the in our community, man, because now, like I said, um, with Oprah's example, you have this thing with money now. Now everybody just want money and they feel like once they get money, um, you know, they don't really have to, to, you know, have consideration for people or treat people with respect. That's the ego. People, a lot of people want money just so their ego can be bigger. They want to stun on you. They want to buy stuff that you know you can't buy. They want to take trips and throw in your face and, oh, you can't do this. We live in life. That's that's all ego. So, you can, yeah, let's just take it there. You can even argue that. People who chase the bag more than they chase their respect, more than they chase the relationships or their family members to keep them in, in healthy positions, right? You would give all it up for bag or for the bag. To me, that's your ego, right? No one needs that much money. Why do you, if it's only, a, if it's only four y'all in your family, why do you need a house or a mansion with 22 bedrooms? Why do you need a garage with 80 cars? It, that's all ego to me because you, you don't need it. You, you can only drive one car at a time. You only, drive, you only can drive one car at a time. You only can sleep in one room at a time. You only can piss in one toilet at a time. So why you got 20 rooms, 15 rooms, and there's only three of y'all? You explain to me what that is. You explain to me what that is. But those resources, right? The ego is robbing our community in these fashions. Spiritually, we're being disenfranchised when you have pastors Letting their ego outshine their obligations to the community. All right. You've got entrepreneurs who have who have gained uh, financial notoriety in a way that most black women would never dream of. And you use that position to to shit on other black women and try to treat them as they're not. Allegedly, this is all allegedly. But come on, man. Monique has spoken out. Monique has done a lot of interviews and a lot of live streams 
explaining this stuff. So it's not like it's new. It's not like I'm saying something that ain't been kind of already out there. But if you want to do your research, just look it up, man. Just look it up. And it's not hard to find. And you know, that's always my call to action. You have to look it up. But more importantly, you know, with this ego thing, you know, it can it can kind of work both ways, right? And that's the double-edged sword, right? So people will make you feel like, um, all right, let's, let's put it like this, all right? Let's put Kanye West against Oprah, all right? Now, when it comes to the ego, you will look at Kanye West and people automatically just throw him into the narcissist, you know, category and just say, oh, yeah, his ego is always out of control. He, well, how he talk and all that stuff is just out of control. But when you look at what Ye has done, what he has stood up for, what he has spoken out against, that ain't ego. That is not ego. That is him being passionate about something and not scared to be um, cocky and telling y'all about it. Now, his ego may come into play in small amounts to make him feel like he's the greatest, but that's that's that other part. That's the motivational part of ego for me, right? Because the ego and the mannerism of being a negative uh, content, like being negative, right? Having a negative to what you are and what you're doing is when it is, it's inflated to the point where your decision-making is now putting other people in, you know, bad positions, right? Whatever your obligation is to your community, to your position, to whatever you're doing, all right? It, it, your ego has to be intact because you don't want to lead people astray, right? And your ego can definitely lead you astray if you're not careful. But back to Kanye West, you know, Kanye West came out and he spoke on a lot of the people that's running the music industry, a lot of people that's running the, you know, Hollywood and entertainment um, juggernauts or what have you. And, and it's so crazy that people keep throwing an ego out there when it comes to Ye. But when you look at the research, right, when he when he spoke out about how many people in these higher positions um, run these, make these these decisions on what get played, what get put out, you know, you go look. At, I want to go look it up. And he was not lying. He was not lying. A lot of these people in those positions are not African-American. A lot of those people in those positions have no real true dedication or obligation to the community. And a lot of them are just sitting back making millions, billions off the the miseducation of us and putting it on us. They want our ego to be so inflated that all we care about is money. They want our ego to be so out of whack that all we care about is having power and leading people and want people to praise us. And we want to be up here and everybody down here. That's what they want you to do. That's why they want you to take. That's why if you listen, all they talk about is chasing the bag. You know what I mean? It's like everything, like what you doing? You ain't got this. You ain't got that. Oh, you nobody. All right. You can have a family, a decent job, and you can be okay with how you're living. But just because you ain't taking trips every other year, or you ain't got no Birkin bags, or you ain't got this and that, they will make you feel like you're nobody. So now your ego is hurt. You know what I mean? When you ain't even caring and tripping about it. And you have to wonder, like, who's putting the, who's, who's giving the green light to these things? You know what I mean? So to me, you got to be careful when it comes to the ego. It can be used against you and it can, it can kind of ruin some things, right? Because when you send, when you're speaking the truth and you're trying to help people and you're doing it in a manner that's kind of un, unapologetic, um, people might contribute that to your ego when you're confident and saying, look, I don't really need y'all because y'all don't have my best interest at heart. I don't really need y'all to do what I'm passionate about. I'm, a, I'm I believe in myself so much that I'm going to take what I do over here 
and I'm still going to do what I do. And you're going to fall off because all that you have is because of me. If it's facts, it's facts, right? If it's facts, it's facts. Everybody know that uh, the Yeezy, Yeezys save Adidas. Lord knows where Adidas would be if it wasn't for Ye the Yeezys. And look what happened when he left Adidas. They fell off. They fell off. So how can I say he has an ego when he's speaking facts? Now, let's look at T.D. Jakes. Was he speaking facts? No, the, the niggas is just going to parties and doing stuff he wasn't supposed to do. I don't see how that's speaking facts. You're not supposed to be doing it. Oprah, you're in a position to change people's lives. You're in a position to see both sides. You were blessed to come up in that, around that, our community, Chicago, poverty, violence, the whole nine. You had a first inside look at what women have to go through. And when you made it to a certain level, uh, you do that. You become friends with some of the elites that's, you know, that doesn't probably have your best interests at heart. And Lord knows what you had to do and behind the scenes, what you went through, Lord knows. But I mean, for your ego to be what it is and like, you know, it's just kind of weird, you know, it just, it just, it just, it doesn't add up. You know what I mean? It doesn't add up. And, you know, as far as Diddy goes, I ain't even going to talk about Diddy because that's a whole nother story and ball game, man. Diddy always been, uh, he always just been Diddy to me, man. I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't got much to say about Diddy, man. He gon' uh, his ego is is documented. You know what I mean? His ego is documented, man. Like how he treats his artists, um, man. It's documented, man. It's documented. Some of his practices is man. It's documented, man. Like you can't say this man had a lot of people best interests at heart. Why? Because his pocketbook was probably more important than a lot of people's lives. A lot of those artists, man, that worked hard and thought their lives was going to change because they had finally got, got a shot to do something. And your ego was thinking, yeah, you talented, but how much money can I make off you? I don't care about your dreams, aspirations, who life you trying to change. I don't care if your mama waiting on you to buy her house. I don't care about none of that because my ego is up here. And you're down here. So when you, when your album drop and I can't use you no more for the streets, back to the streets. And again, do your research. If you, if you're not really into music, do your research on bad boy artists. A lot of the bad boy artists from the early nineties and two thousands, man. A lot of them didn't, didn't walk away unscathed. You know what I mean? A lot of them walked away broke. A lot of them died broke. A lot of them right now still to this day is fighting for um, something back from what they put in. And, you know, if you ever worked around music and artistry, man, is you know, the, the cultural virtues, man, they, they can be your own people, man. You know what I mean? And we can all um, say that when it comes to musically, making music, rapping, Diddy ain't got no talent. Diddy ain't got no talent, bro. He's not no big. He's not no Jay. He's not no pop when it comes to the lyrics, man. Whoever think he is, shut up. Because you're lying. Right. His ego is what got Diddy to where he is. Right. And you can tell people egos because, again, what I said, once the ego is inflated, it doesn't have anybody's best interest at heart. Nobody's off. No one's safe when your ego is inflated. And that goes for any and everybody, man, because, again, we have this new wave of things um, that's changing the dynamics of what's what. And starting with the church, 
um, is starting to be merged. It's like, we don't know what's what, because I think the ego of these churches is getting out of control because I feel like the capitalism of it is starting to factor in, right? When I was saying how what you have is now becoming more than who you are. Right. So a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these people are now merging the two. They don't know what is what because they're just looking for something to feed the ego. And that's why a lot of people are confused. And um, it takes, you know, again, I'm not here to bash nobody. I'm not here to make nobody feel. I'm just speaking what I feel about the situation. A lot of the stuff is backed up by evidence. A lot of the stuff, like I said, can be researched. But I guess overall, my main point is, is that um, as a community, uh, for us to have so many big, um, big things on the agenda coming up for 2024, I think the ego... I think it's just time for us to get that in check, man. It's time for everybody in every element of the community to just check themselves from here, from time to time, man. Deal with what you got to deal with. Um, do it in the right way. If you need help, ask for help. Ain't nothing wrong with asking for help. But what we can't afford to do is let our ego get so out of control to the point that we're now, um, you know, we're not giving each other or helping each other to the aspect of what we need to make this community work. I'm talking about equality to get out, um, to get out of this. A lot of the, the situation that we in are in as black folks with our, even with our culture, the music, um, our living conditions, man, our education system. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's so much, right? E the ego should be the least of our, our troubles. All right. So I'm encouraging everybody to kind of do some research, do some self-evaluation, um, you know, do some awareness. For me, I meditate. I like to kind of get by myself, closed room, quiet. Sometimes I have the, you know, the music in the ambiance, a little background, and I just sit there and it, it just, it's just, it's, 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 it's reflective, right? I don't know why, but it's just about something about sitting in the dark with nothing on your mind, just waiting. Right. It's just things just start to pop in your head that you just, you know, you don't really consider. You haven't probably really considered. And you have to tackle those things. A lot of people are not sitting with themselves long enough to tackle those things, which could also be the ego. You think you got it all, man. You think you ain't got no problems. You think you perfectly fine. You might have an ego problem. No one's perfectly fine. No one's dealing with everything that they've been through fashionably without anybody else catching strays from it. Whether you what do you think it is not right? This is part of the ego. You're not above anybody. All right. So let's just say for just for the sake of argument. All right. I'm going to still just do the work. I'm just going to do the work. It could be wrong. It could be right. But I'm not above the work. That's all we want to say. I'm not above the obligations. The ego If you in a position. Um, stay in that position. Don't let your ego make you step out of, out of your position. You know what I mean? People who thinking, you know, you help the talented person and now you want to be the talented person. If you don't have no talent, what do you want me to do? Right? But the ego will make you think you can sing when you can't. And then you get mad when people say you can't sing. That's all ego. We have to be honest with ourselves. I think the best way to defeat the ego is to be honest. And when I say be honest, it's not just acknowledging it. It's accepting it too. Being honest is not just about saying it or you know, being aware of it. It's about accepting it and doing something with it, moving it on, moving it along, putting it where it needs to be and making you a more whole person. All right. So, um, 
if you got some comments, I would love to hear them, man. Please, please, please let me know how y'all feel about this episode, man. Hit the like button, click the subscribe button, um, turn on the notifications because I got another episode coming up um, next week. Um, I'm going to try to get them out sooner than I have been. Uh, it's been crazy for the holidays. So, um, back on it though, man, I'm gonna try to be way more consistent and I'm, you know, and you know, this topic here is just something I felt like I really want to discuss, man. I, re I really do. I struggle with ego. Everybody struggle with ego. So it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's nothing to, you know, feel bad about, right? We, we all in it together. And that's what I just want to bring home. We all got to do the work. Everybody has to do the work. All right. And once if we all do the work, man, we can really make some real strong, positive changes in our community for not just for us, but for our kids and their kids and their kids. And hopefully we can just break the mold. All right. So um, I love y'all. Thanks for stopping by, man. Please comment, like, subscribe. Let me know how you feel about this episode. Let me know how you feel about anything I said in here. If you don't agree with it, let me know. If you agree with it, let me know. If you want me to clarify anything, let me know, man. I'm open. I'm not like that. So if you feel like I said something that wasn't clear, you feel like something I said was wrong, just send me a send me inbox, send me a comment, and let me know how you feel. But until then, until next week, man, I hope everybody has a good year, man. I hope everybody's doing well. Peace and love to everybody, man. I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for stopping by. Peace.